0: facebook page and our first edition of 2021 of tim's corner live tim terry denver you here along with you and denver it's great to be back albeit virtually the border is still closed between our two provinces but we can still meet virtually and have some fun with our race fans I want to welcome everybody in that's tuned in on the tim's corner facebook page and the speedway 660 facebook page because we've got some breaking news that we just broke here a couple of moments ago but first denver welcome in how's uh, how's new brunswick treating you uh, New
1: Brunswick's doing a lot better than what we were here about a month ago. So uh, that's some positive news. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I work with Speedway Machine. We were expecting to get a winter demolition in this year. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But, uh, you know, all, all systems geared towards the uh, 2020 racing season. Uh, we, we're exactly three months away from the scheduled
0: start. So it's getting closer. Yeah, 2021 is getting as close as it can be and with schedules coming out. I know you guys have had your schedule out for a little bit. Uh, Petty International Raceways had their schedule out. Uh, There's some rumblings in Nova Scotia getting started. Uh, We're going to talk about that throughout the evening. But the great thing about this, uh, I want a huge thank you to Paul Strickland Jr. from Vidane TV helping us out on this. Uh, shout out to, to Paul. Sim uh, Five Hundred is coming up after this broadcast as well, so uh, head over there and, and check them out. If you want to see some virtual racing tonight, uh, but we've also got some. Uh, we're interactive, so if you're on the Facebook page, drop us a comment. Let us know where you're tuned in from, what you're excited to see, and we also have some guests coming up as well, so you'll be able to uh, to chime in on that. So. I know Brent Patterson is watching, want to say hello to him and uh, everybody else. It's there. So we, we want your interaction because that's why we're here. This is why this is live. So drop us a comment and uh, say hello. And uh, we also have the question of the week. And that's, that's been posted on the Facebook page on Saturday as well. And uh, Denver, I know we're going to talk about this uh, later on, but we did have the question of the week about if you had a pro stock car, uh, who would you put in it? And, and not given any driver that's currently in a pro stock ride, that might be part-time uh, we've got some interesting responses and I think we got some uh, interesting uh, conversation to have a little bit later.
1: Absolutely. You know, there is so much talent here in Atlanta, Canada, and uh, a lot of guys that we very well could see in a pro stock here in a couple of years, you'll look at in the last year or two of the Exodus that we're seeing, you know, you, with Matt Vaughn moving up, uh, the news broke not that long ago, Jordan Vino's set to move up to pro stock. So, but there's still so much talent um definitely a great conversation starter and uh yeah, i don't know who to choose there, there's a lot to choose from
0: there's new late models uh, in new garages there, there's all kinds of new things that we need to uh, follow some of them we can't break yet uh but some of them we'll get to as well uh the boss is watching by the way uh barry's watching so say hello to barry
1: i see that hello barry um hope you enjoy the show uh, assuming you can watch and uh yeah Barry Richards, be way mirror machine
0: and we also have a, an exciting announcement. We kind of teased on Legends Nation last week when we were part of the Auburn Dale Speedway Winter Nationals that we'll get to. If you're a Bandolero team, uh, you're going to want to stick tuned after uh, after our first guest, Rob Bootlier says hello as well. Uh, want to see him back in a race car. Uh, that'd be exciting to see the 72 car back on the racetrack. Drove that Subaru for a couple of years, but uh, would love to see him back on the racetrack. But, uh, I know people are, are, are still chewing over the announcement we just had, so let's welcome in our first guest for the evening. and uh, He's got multiple uh, things on his plate, let's put it, multiple hats to wear. Uh, driver of the number 26, pro stock. Exciting,
2: and I don't know how you guys do it live uh, you know, every single weekend and do as well as you do. So hats off to you and Wade and you know, Denver and I uh, can't forget a uh, Hall of Famer down there in Riverside either.
0: I, I think we got the all the audio uh, audio uh, taken care of with all the the music and everything else. Barry says we're good, so Barry I guess Barry Richard is our engineer tonight for audio. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you you laughed at that Denver though. I, I, he's pretty good at the racetrack. He's handy, isn't he? He sure is. He
1: we keep everything going. He uh, keeps things in line. Everything ready. Uh, he's got some new speakers to replace. Though speaking of audio, after the uh, Halloween spooktacular, so uh, maybe he can. Maybe we can use them, Tim, and get some uh, get them some practice.
0: Mr. Dixon, is that is that who knocked them down? That,
1: that is okay. correct. I I, I think some fans might, uh, might have had to change their pants after that one. Um, speaker <laughs> coming flying at them. But, yeah, Mr. Dixon was responsible for that one.
0: Ricky Miller is on here, says hello. I, I know Max and Michelle are on here. So, Brent, I, you did your makeup tonight. I'm proud of you. Um, Brent Patterson is also tuned in saying hi. So, uh, keep the comments coming. Uh, we're interactive, but we want to talk uh I, I guess we'll talk about your racing career first brent until we get into the the big news that just broke here about 15 minutes ago uh three-time champion at Speedway 660 uh sportsman champion two-time pro stock champion uh still looking for that 250 victory but let's let's talk about the pandemic year uh you come out of that with uh, the car in in, in one piece that, except for the end of the season 250 kind of wreck about halfway through the race let's uh Let's talk about your 2020 season first as a race car driver.
2: Uh, 2020 was, you know, uh, as a race car driver, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun because you, you just kind of went to the track and did your thing and collected a trophy if you were so fortunate to do so. And um, it was a lot of fun to be able to compete in the Pro Stock series between 660 and Petty and finally get our Pro Stock. Um, down the road. Uh, I think it's the first time we've had our pro stock somewhere else. So, um, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of help from Jeff Armstrong at GD Fabrication to, uh, you know, uh, build, uh, build some speed and build a little bit of a notebook for us there. So when we go back, we won't be a total duck out of water. Um, you know, we had a better car in the Mike Stevens race, but broke a left front hub about 40 laps into the race. Uh, probably about 20 laps before everybody wadded it up off turn four when uh, Slon white white an axle. So uh, in a way we were fortunate just to come away with the left front hub. Cause a few other guys came away with uh, a car a body, you know, a lot, a lot more stuff. So, uh, but uh, yeah, 2020 was a lot of fun. Didn't, uh, didn't get a win. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but still had a lot of good runs and uh, you know, car in one piece, which is really the the biggest thing.
0: And that Pro Stock start at Petty Raceway kind of stemmed from what we'll, I guess, transition into right now, and that's the schedule talk uh, for 2021. It was already announced that there's going to be a Petty and Speedway 660 Pro Stock Series, uh, four races, same sort of deal as last year. There's, there's contingency awards, there's all that stuff. But just about 15 minutes ago or so, we had the full-blown schedule for Speedway 660 release on Speedway660.com and and Tim's Corner Motorsports. And if you're watching on on either Facebook page, it's up there. So let's uh, we can we can go back and take a look at that. But I think Brent's got the or uh, Paul has the the graphic up there and uh, schedule-wise, Brent, what are you what are you most excited about when when you when you put the schedule together? What were you most excited about when you saw it as as not only a promoter but also a race fan?
2: Um, The biggest thing was starting it off with a Pro Stock 150. Um, you know, using that using that first race to really everybody's got the itch built up over the entire winter, over a, you know a pandemic year. On top of that, um, being able to come out on May 16th with uh, Riverview Ford Lincoln and just doing a 150 lap Pro Stock race right out of the gate is going to be just absolutely awesome. We sh- we did, kind of did the same thing last year, only it was in July. Um, so. You know we're we're gonna move that up to, to May and hopefully the May showers. Uh, you know they always say April showers bring May flowers, but at Speedway six sixty, uh, the Riverview Ford Lincoln season opener always brings May showers. I know that doesn't roll off the tongue, but it seems to be what it's been. So hopefully we get that. Uh, you know good, but um, really excited for that. Um, really excited to see, Irker um, Construction come back on board with us this year. Um, down August fourteenth for the uh, street stock. 100 lapper. Um, it, that's a new addition to the schedule this year for hundred laps for a street stock race in the middle of August. Um, and, uh, pretty excited for what's to come here the next uh, little bit in regards to that too.
0: Yeah. And that's expanded from 75 last year. And if you, you miss that, obviously shameless plug, you can go over to Tim's corner.tv and watch that race. Uh, but when you look at the schedule there too, you've got uh, a sportsman championship, to, to crown this year's champions are coming back for, for this season, obviously with 2020 it, it's a, a pandemic season, didn't get to crown champions, but three of those champions are coming back. Uh, you look back at highlights last year. I, I think if you look at the, the whole as a sharpshooter division, I think they really brought it to the table. Uh, the gunslinger race, the, uh, the races on speed weekend, uh, there's an extra 50 lapper mixed in there as well on that schedule. Uh, every division has three extended races. So that kind of helps too. Um, is there anything from a race fan perspective that you're excited about? Christmas in July is coming back uh, the kids day is we, we get to bring all those promotions back in 2021.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff's up in the air. Like how do we navigate kids day, you know, given kids candy, are we going to be allowed to do that? That was always the biggest, uh, biggest part of that particular event. Um, so you know, depending on where things go, as everybody knows, it's a fluid situation here. Um, you know, three four weeks ago, we weren't allowed to, you know, visit my parents, and and now we are. So you know, it just is what it is. But um, you know, excited to see if we can get that uh, get that back on the table, get those you know fans energized again, and see if uh, Santa Claus will answer the uh, invitation to come back, you know, in July and stuff like that. Um, one big thing I'm really excited for is. Um, we're still working out some details but we're we're looking obviously like everybody's looking for um in in these tough times but uh, some marketing partners specifically for that sportsman 200 um that's not a typo we want to do a 200 lap sportsman event um the the cars can do it they really can um you know basically the same thing as a 150 it's been a while since we've seen a 150 but um you know a break at 100 and then go another 100 laps it's it's a tall order for sure but you know, the the technology in the cars has come a long ways and they did it. I don't know if you remember once, um, probably over 10 years ago. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can bring that back with some, some marketing help and whatnot. Excited to see the Atlantic modified tour come back too. uh, three visits in, in, uh, 2021 with five races on the table between those three visits. So excited to see that. Um, and the East coast mini stock tours, uh, you know, again, pandemic permitting, um, is going to visit us twice this year, uh, rather than, uh, rather than just the once. And, and, uh, you know, pretty excited to see those guys come back. Cause they always put on a phenomenal, phenomenal show. Um, so all in all, you know, we got some pretty good things on the table for, for 2021. Um, and it's not over like just cause this is on paper right now, doesn't mean it can't change, be tweaked, be added to, like I said, um, pretty excited for the next couple of weeks too.
0: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I see the Hall of Famer. I think we mentioned this already, but Dylan Landis joining us in the in the Facebook chat. So I want to say hello to him, uh, Ashton Ricky. Awesome to see schedules finally come out. And uh, I know this isn't the first first schedule. I don't want to say this week because I know there's there's been rumblings of another racetrack releasing a schedule this week. Uh, so we don't want to leave it. We don't want to put anybody on on the hot spot. But I think there is one more schedule. Uh, coming out this week. Uh, Dave Oblinus, Riverglade International, used to be twin 100s the same night for years. So it, it, it's it's there's been 200 lap races. It's, you know, the format, and I'm assuming with the 150s that we used to have, Brent, there was a, a halfway break in there too. So I'm assuming there's going to be something down the road when we come to that Sportsman 200 uh, format-wise, but obviously this is the first look at the schedule. There'll be more information on these events as we go along.
2: Yeah, for sure. We, we won't ask a sportsman team to, uh, you know, live pit a car, um, just to fuel. It's not safe, right. You know, these guys have you get open the trunk lid and go in the back to put the fuel in. And, um, it, it's not worth it to make somebody rush or, or put in an expensive, you know, fuel apparatus to, to do that one race. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll stick that to the two fifty and leave it at that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're just excited for that, um, to, to bring back that, that type of thing. Um, you know, looking at a couple other uh, items here, one of the biggest things that I'm really excited for that we were able to um, prove from last year is is rounding out the season with the Ricky Bobby 150. Um, the first few years that was in the middle of the season, and it proved to be an amazing event. And one of the ones that I think the best way I can sum it up without getting you know too too deep into the weeds on it was. I grew up at the racetrack. I grew up going there, putting on my, you know, Jeff Gordon t-shirt and hat and, and pants and, you know, had the Jeff Gordon jacket to go with the whole nine. Right. And you went there and you see all the same people every week and, and the, the stands were packed and all, you know, everybody remembers those, you know, good old days that that everybody keeps talking about that Ricky Bobby event. The, the first or the second year that we did it, was the first time I walked to my facility and had that same feeling again. So really excited to, to, you know, have that event, Mike and Randy and the team over there do an amazing job um, helping putting that on. Um, you know, it wouldn't be, well, it wouldn't exist without them to start with, but it wouldn't be, you know, a 5% of what it is now without those guys. So, you know, I, I really owe a, a lot to those guys but really excited. I think that's the best way to put an exclamation point on the 660 schedule for 21.
0: I think it's the best pro stock type feel, big race event. That's not a pro stock race. There's no, no. there's going to be no pro stocks on the grounds that day. The pro stocks are off that day. They were last year, I, I think. And Denver, you were there last year. You can attest to this because I was at Riverside. Uh, you can attest it to, to being there and having that big race feel and putting that, spotlight on the street stock division as it is
1: absolutely that was such a huge event you know i've been to all three ricky bobby races and and like brent said those first two were incredible uh to begin with and then this year you know you had the perfect storm and, and at the end of the year where the temperatures were cooler it uh it drew a lot of cars that uh, there was over 30 street stocks. It, it was a phenomenal show, big race feel all the way. Um, the grandstands were, were full and, you know, six sixty, front. Brent that you guys haven't really run past labor day weekend. I don't think in a number of years, uh, possibly since you guys, even since the Roy family purchased the facility. So that was really your first foray to a September event post speed weekend. And it was a huge success and, and uh, Hats off to all of you guys. Obviously, like you said, DMR does a phenomenal job. You know, we we talk about tracks working together, and DMR has even supported us at uh, the fall shootout, Mayor Machine, a little bit. And you know, our, our races are back to back weekends, so that collaboration is huge to to making everything a success.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've been uh, they've been a really big part of of racing in general, whether it be you know from the from the promoter side to the to the marketing side to, you know, back in the day, Randy driving a car himself, you know what I mean? Um, So they've been around it forever. And um, oftentimes I, I, I almost don't want to call Randy at times because we end up on the phone for about three hours spitballing all these ideas that like, if man, if we could pull it off, we'd have, you know, 30,000 people there. So um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun to really sit down and chat with those guys and try to go for supper with them uh, as much as I can, you know, it, lately uh, it's been hard, but uh, you know, they, they certainly pour their heart and soul into what has been an amazing division of street stock, uh, street stock talent. And uh, you know, we, uh, we as a bunch of tracks are working together to make that field as, as best as possible. Um, you know, we used to have to change some stuff to go from this track to that track and, and getting on the same page has been, uh, been a good thing. So looking forward to that here this year. And I told Barry, man, you know, have some invitations sitting there at the RB150s so everybody can go up the road the next week to, you know, the fall shoot it.
0: And I think we we kind of, teased about it in the press release a little bit there there is some big news for street stocks coming up the road it's been kind of teased a little bit but there's still a couple of uh contracts quote unquote to be dried and eyes to be dotted t's to be crossed so hopefully in the next week or so that'll that'll be out and, and i can tell you from hearing the rumblings from a couple of racetracks it's it's big for street stock teams you're going to want to make sure that that uh, that you're a part of it and you, uh, book a couple of dates off on, on schedules this year between, uh, between a few racetracks around here. We mentioned the Passion Flooring and Interiors East Coast Mini Stock Tour. They're back twice. And I, I kind of joke with Drew a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were going through a schedule that, uh, we, the, the first race for that series should have been Speedway 665 years ago or four years ago. Uh, it got rained out. It never got rescheduled. Tentatively. This is the opener for that series in 2021 uh how cool is it to kind of to bring them back? You mentioned the, the no pun intended the passion that they put into their series uh but how cool is it to see we saw them on speed weekend some of them last year, the Cody burns the dave matthews uh, those guys come up uh but how how neat is it to have them kick off their season on uh may twenty
2: nine yeah it's huge i mean um having those guys come in they put on an amazing show like you said they 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 treat those cars like you know, not that any one division is lesser than the other by any means, but, you know, the, the guys pour their heart and souls into those cars the same way somebody would do the same to, you know, a sportsman or their street stock or a pro stock or, you know, an ARCA or truck car, whatever it, it, you know, those guys pour everything into them and they leave it out on the racetrack, man. They put on one heck of a show and, you know, you've, you, Tim, have followed them a little bit closer than, than I, uh, just cause they grew up. Most of those guys down in the Scotia area racing Hondas and, um, you know, we don't have the the Honda division up here, but when they come, man, like most of the people are talking about that race when they go through the gate at the end of the night.
0: And and I I think we can go back to the determination on speed weekend. And I I think when you look back at speed weekend, 2020, Dave Matthews and the the run that he had and uh, the heartbreak, whatever you want to call that situation on Saturday into Sunday, but I think that kind of sums up the, the tour as a whole where these guys, you mentioned it, they put it, their heart and soul into these race cars. And uh, you're going to get to see that again on May 29th. Uh, they're opening up the rules a little bit to domestics. Uh, so you might see a couple of your favorite drivers from 660 hop in and, and go, for, uh, go for a shot at, at winning one of those races. And then they're back twice on Speed Weekend. Uh, Maritime League of Legends are back. The Tim's Corner Bandolero Blast is back. Uh, you've got the Atlantic Modified Tour five times. You've got a lot of really good races uh, and a lot of good racing cards up there. So uh, if you haven't checked out the schedule yet, be sure to head to Speedway660.com, Tim's Corner.ca, uh, get signed up. I'm sure we'll be there with, with the video coverage as well uh, coming up. So uh, ra- racing wise, what does your schedule look like in the 26 car? I know Steve is here trying to still negotiate his contract. So I don't know if you've talked schedule with. with uh, with your crew yet but can we talk schedule what do you what do you have planned
2: well i can tell you for steve's contract i'm going to give him a bonus of about 200 percent of what he got last year so you know he's he's in good hands for sure there um but uh yeah as far as uh, as far as our schedule in 2021 um you know we're, we're looking to race that uh that series uh, that pro stock series coming up this year um a couple couple races here and there otherwise but uh, nothing too nothing too crazy going to try to focus um you know when we hit the track focus 100% on that um but then you know there's some weeks that we're going to have off you know it, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to do that you know I got two young kids now um one just turned 4 a couple of days ago and you know he thinks he's 20 and the other one just turned one and she's running around the house, opening up cupboards and trying to get outside already. So it'll, uh, it'll be an interesting summer with those two, but it's uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Like I said, when we hit the track, we'll try to focus hundred percent on that last couple of years. We've been uh, not being able to put as much time in the shop as what we probably should. So excited to be able to do that for sure. And, you know, maybe this year I won't put a drill bit through a radiator like I did twice last year.
0: <laughs> well, we, we won't talk about that, right?
2: Wow, my crew reminds me all the time. I'm,
0: I'm sure they do. Uh, Drew McKechnie is watching. Uh, thanks for the kind words, guys. Can't wait to come back and and I'm excited for that East Coast Mini Stock Tour season to to kick off. We had the the live show here a couple of weeks ago with their information meeting. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go to uh, the East Coast Mini Stock Tour Facebook page and go there. Uh, Brandon Campbell is watching, uh, saying his two favorite people are on here, which is uh, Mr. Devin and Brent. Yeah, that's it. Uh, ashton so ashton just moved down from ontario uh he's watching us tonight i know me and jamie maudsley had a conversation for those that are uh familiar with the iwk 250 jamie called it a couple of years ago on race time radio with us uh good friend so i'm looking forward to having ashton uh, be a part of our team and hopefully do some uh camera work and, and stuff this year as well so uh excited there drop us a comment if you're watching us say hello uh we're getting ready. Uh, Jeffrey Breen is getting ready to come on here momentarily as well uh, in a few minutes. So he's uh, he's excited to get on here. We're going to talk some Napa Sportsman Series and Scotia Speed World and, and his racing career. Uh, Brian Suddy says good evening. Jesse LeClaire is on here as well. Uh, looking forward to making the haul from PEI again. And uh, I hear there's some PEI news coming up the, uh, the pipe here in the next couple of days as well. So uh, excited to, ha- to have that uh, come up. And, and Jesse always puts on a good job. I'm trying to match the beard. I, I don't think I'm there yet. Uh, I'm trying to match the beard. So uh, we'll see what, uh, see what happens there. Before we let you go, Brent, our question of the week, I'm going to ask you because I don't know if I'm going to put you on the spot. If Uh you had an extra pro stock seat, and you wanted to put somebody in that pro stock seat, who would you put in it that a doesn't have a full time ride didn't race in 2020. Who, who do you see that, that's there and why? Now, I, 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 not to not to sway the vote, but I know we had a couple of Rick Cashel fans watching a little bit earlier on. So who, who, any names that, that you would want to give a shot to in a pro talk
2: <laughs> uh, Paul Strickland. Can I, can, can I answer yeah. <laughs> the question with, uh, to start with a question, is it okay. for uh, strictly to see somebody just light up and have fun and just make their day?
0: Uh, it's your race car
2: it'd have to be Richard Atkinson. Okay. It'd have to be. Cause yeah. I mean, if you put him in a pro stock and you put a mic in front of him afterwards, I like the batteries oh, would go there dead. Wouldn't be, there wouldn't be
0: a mic in front of him. There'd be a mic in the race car.
2: 100%. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'd have to put Richard in it just, just to simply see how high he'd be walking after he got out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun for sure. I don't know if I put Rick in it. I don't, the <laughs> bumpers are pretty thin. I don't know if I'd put, oh, uh, oh, wow. put, put Ricky in there. <laughs> he likes to use a bumper. And I mean, hey, that everybody's got to use a bumper. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, don't know if I put Ricky in there. But <laughs> hey, hey, may, maybe if five star came on board, we'd do that.
0: Yeah, well, well, maybe. We'll have we'll have to look at that. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is the first time we've been doing this. And uh, hopefully everybody is, is having fun in the chat. And I see Richard is in there. He said he'll take the seat. So He'll I, take he, it, I bet. Well, he's got a seat. He just needs to take it from a sportsman and put it in a pro stock. So that, yeah, that that's easy, right?
2: Yeah, sure. You supply the pro stock, we'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> there we go. Brent, thanks for joining us. Uh, check out the schedule if you haven't already, folks, at uh, Speedway660.com. And uh, thanks for being a part of this first one.
2: Yeah, so it was, it was a ton of fun when you when you came to me and, and said kind of what you're, you know, looking to do, whatnot. I said, sounds like a pretty good way to release a schedule and kick things off right. So, you know, happy to be part of it, you know, not only from myself, uh, I'm not a big fan of being on camera, but, uh, you know, just as far as the racetrack goes, we certainly very much appreciate everything that you do, Tim, here for the, for the you know, not only Speedway 660, but the whole racing community in the Maritime Canada that you do we, it wouldn't be a drop in the bucket to what it is now if it wasn't for guys like you and what you've done so appreciate that very much
0: well we're just doing what we do that's brent roy driver of the number 26 pro stock at speedway 660 and uh the extraordinaire in the tower we never even told the printer story uh
2: let's not tell can, the printer story like okay
0: okay so what what happens in the tower stays in the tower right
2: right yeah we're gonna <laughs> the printer's gonna go for a ride soon <laughs>
0: Well, th- thanks for joining us. That's, that's Brent Roy and Denver. We're going to move to our next little piece. Before we go to the question of the day, we want to let Bandolero teams know that coming up on May 15th, first race of the season, we are going Bandolero Blast Racing at uh, Speedway Machine. So if you have a Bandolero, the Blast Off returns on May 15th at Speedway Machine. So uh, I'm excited for this. This was a huge event last year uh tanton woolridge taking away the victory i think we had seven bandoleros up there we're looking to build it this is the first bandolero race in atlantic canada for the season so if you have a bandolero car and you want to shake off the uh shake off the winter rust the cobwebs the whatever's left of snow in the car whatever whatever uh whatever you want to use uh come on up and shake it off before the season starts at your local racetrack uh, Scotia speed World typically starts next weekend. Petty raceway starts the next weekend. Uh, you know, you're going to have some extra racetracks starting up with bandoleros throughout the through season. PEI, uh, usually starts up the Victoria day long weekend. This is the weekend before. So you're going to want to head to uh speedway Miramichi. Barry does a great job. You do a great job, Denver up there as well. And also not only are we having the blast off that race will be the kickoff to TCM TV, for the 2021 season you can watch that race live with your subscription at timscorner.tv so uh bandoleros are back the tcm tv is back uh we've got uh we've got the spring smash back Uh, it's obviously pending covid and everything else happening uh may 15th is going to be a big weekend and then we just had brent on here as well uh he will be the next day we'll be going down the road probably to the riverview Ford lincoln season opener so uh, we are looking forward to the the upcoming season, starting off with the Spring Smash. What, what are you looking forward to on that May 15th day?
1: I'm looking forward to everything. But, you know, the Bandoleros coming back to Speedway Miramichi is huge. And you played such an integral part uh, last August in bringing them back to Speedway Miramichi for the first time in four years. And really, the way those kids performed, it was a no-brainer to bring them back to Speedway Miramichi. It was uh, really phenomenal. They took to Speedway Miramichi Machine. I don't think any one of those drivers had ever turned a lap at Miramichi before. And obviously, Miramichi is not the easiest track. You have two completely different corners. Turn one and two has a bit of banking. Uh, Turn three and four is relatively flat. And and the surface is 50-some years old. So it's rough. It's abrasive. There's not a lot of grip. And and I think the first time Jason brought Bandos, we tore three or four up in practice. And and we didn't have a single car get tore up that entire day. Um, There was some close calls, but it just really proved the talent in the bandolero field. And, uh, you know, it was the blast off last year, but it was in August. This year, it's the true blast off to the 2021 season. May 15th is going to be huge. And, And I really hope, you know, the spring smash, we left off with 60 some cars last year. So if we, I'm hoping we're going to be starting off the year with 60 cars. And I wouldn't doubt it seeing as the winter demo is It could still happen, but it's not looking likely. So, uh, you know, the bomber is going to be there that day. Street stock, mini stock it's going to be huge. And like you said, 660 pro stock opener the next day. It's uh, that's going to be a big weekend and uh, really looking forward to it.
0: I think the only car that broke, I think Danny had a control arm break. Obviously, Mark McMillan had an issue with a uh, with a motor, or Dylan McMillan had an issue with a motor, but uh, it's the first race of the season, so if you want to run off some tires from last season or or wanted, want to do something like that, uh, that would be the op- perfect opportunity to do so. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. May 15th, mark it on your calendar. It is the Bandolero Blast Off at Speedway Miramichi, and we mentioned uh, with Speedway 660, the Bandolero Blast will return on Speed Weekend. So. Uh, that's going to be huge. Uh, want to say hello to Andrew Lively, Scott Kenny, uh, watching and, and, Scott's an integral part of Speedway 660 as well, uh, with race control. Uh, Mark Gotro's watching and apparently Frankie Frazier watching. So want to say hello to Frankie. Uh, we had some great times in Sydney here the last year and now a part of the, uh, Heart of a Champion Vintage Hot Rods as well, the Hot Rod Classics. Uh, Brian Campbell's watching from Quispam Sis. Uh, Doug Matchett, uh, uh, somebody that's familiar with you is, uh, watching as well. And our, uh, yeah, our hometown uh, hero award from this year as well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Doug has played such an integral part in, in racing, particularly in Machine, But Doug is also the, uh, I don't know if I have permission to break this news, but he is the new president for the Atlantic Modified Tour as of a month ago. So that must be old news by now. Um, but uh, if it's Doug, not, it's new now. Surprise. It, it, <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, Joe Hoyt found something out. Or, well, Joe knows, but it wouldn't be the first time something got spoiled live on a TCM video for the uh, <laughs> those guys and girls. But yeah, Doug is... Uh, I'm really excited to see Doug back behind the wheel. Um, yeah. As much as it's going to suck not having him in the tower, he, he will still be on the radio for the demos because of the way our shows work, the racing is over prior to the demolition starting. Um, but Doug is a great talent. He is really in the last couple of years coming to his own. Um, and you look 2018, he, uh, had eight podiums in 11 races, which is virtually unheard of. I know he wants to get that Atlantic modified tour championship, but that's a division. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see what Doug can do behind the wheel. I see uh, Michael Cormier, the Ricky Bobby 150 winner. He's watching as well. Um, he's going to have a, probably another busy season. I am sure.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Matthew Ford's watching as well. Had a blast last year at 660, 60 and, and Matthew had a couple of good finishes, uh, on speed weekend. So we hope to see him back uh, next year as well. And hope to see him on a couple of trips over to, uh, PEI, uh, Frankie Frazier, uh, great show, everybody. Well, we're, we're about half over. We still got a couple of, uh, things to tackle. And I, I guess the next thing we'll move into that question that we kind of teased with Brent Roy and, uh, it created a little bit of conversation over the weekend on social media, um, so the question that we asked is that, and it's on the top of your screen and you can put your comment down below if you haven't already. If you had a pro stock car and you did not have a driver, now you can't select a driver that competed in a pro stock in 2020. There was, you know, the conversation about guys like Brad Eddy and Greg Faye who, who, who ran part time. And for this conversation, we're kind of going to leave them out. Um, guys that have a, a pro stock or have access to a pro stock, uh, we're going to leave out of this. So you can't take John Fleming and put him in your race car because John Fleming already technically has a part-time ride. Um, the, the question was, who would you put in the car? And you and I had a conversation about this earlier this weekend. And I think the same common names came up, uh, but you had a name when, when we first talked about this deal and, and your name came from the LSR camp. Who, who is your first name that you, you gave to me?
1: The first one that came to my mind right away was, uh, Curtis Collins. You know, uh, I've watched him since he was in the sharpshooter class at 660. And, you know, when you, if, for me, if I was to own a car, I would want someone that can save their stuff. That's not going to be out there tearing anything up and it can also wheel it. And Curtis certainly can, you know, he's a champion at uh, 660. He's won the, uh, one, 100 or 150 speed weekend. He's got some big wins, um, and, and that entire LSR shop, they those drivers that come out of there are, are phenomenal. You know, not just Curtis, although he was the first one that came to mind, but Drew Greenlaw would be another one. Um, and, and Curtis has proven himself. I know Drew didn't really get up this year because of the border situation, which was unfortunate. But uh, Curtis even had a strong run going at the uh, Mike Stevens Memorial the last two years. I I don't know if he got the top five finish or not, but I believe he was running in the top five. So. Uh, that was the first one that came to mind. Mind you, that's not the only one that comes to mind, but uh, I think Curtis certainly would be a strong candidate.
0: And we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. This question kind of popped up last year with the zero car, when the zero car came available when Sean Turple uh, retired. And actually, I think Blaine kind of mentioned it on, on one of the comments that we'd love to have Sean Turple back in a race car. And I agree 100%. Sean Sean left at the top of his game, almost like a Wayne Smith. And Brent Roberts had mentioned Wayne Smith's name, especially after the run he's had in Florida. Uh, you talk about some veterans that, that have left the pro stock ranks at the top of their game. Uh, they would be it. But I, I think the first name that comes to mind, obviously, from being down here and being a part of that conversation, at, at least the, the hum and, and who could be in that car. Uh, and it ended up being Matt Vaughn. And that was a great choice coming out of that sportsman division. We see how strong that sportsman division is in Halifax. Uh, Braden Langell. Uh, Braden was in the tour a couple of years ago. Uh, has lit it up with legend cars, NX Winter Nationals pro champion from uh, 2020. Uh, I think the next conversation I think you'd need to have if you're looking at Nova Scotians is Sam Rogers. Uh, there's another kid that's paid his dues, uh, that's moved up from Bandoleros, moved up from legends. He's ready to move up. He's he's kind of cut from that same cloth as a Corey Hall. He got in the race car. He's, he's talented without a whole lot of, of uh, teaching per se. Uh, just got in and could drive the race car and it, it looks like it turns left on its own. Um, but you look down the list of comments. Uh, Riley Goodwin's name came up a couple of times. Uh, actually, I stopped to talk to Scott Williams yesterday up in uh, Dutch Settlement when I was coming home. Uh, we had a conversation about Darren Fleming and Darren's name came up a couple of times from Chris Dingle. Uh, KB Lee, uh, Craig McDonald. We talked about Sam Rogers, Devin Smith, Alex Sheehan uh, among those and Megan Peratt. And Megan celebrating her birthday this week. So I want to say happy birthday to her. Uh, the Oblinus Girls, Rational Richard. Uh, there's, there's a kid that's paid his dues uh, in a four-cylinder car. And, and there's the other side of this too. Might not have the money to move up or might not have the resources to move up. Uh, that would be a name I, I think we we talked about. Adam Meehan has been out of the seat full-time for a couple of years, but still has the talent. Had the uh, off-road truck last year. And Greg always uh, can bring up some great talent. Uh, JJ Cusack, Jerome Kehoe, there's another name, Jerome Kehoe, that I'd love to see back in a pro stock. I've had this conversation with Greg Dow a couple of times about if we bring somebody into Sydney to drive a race car, who would it be? And my, my first pick is always Jerome Kehoe, uh, because the man can drive a race car like no other. Um, I'll leave you with this name. Uh, and it came up more than once when we talked about this on the weekend as Tanton Woolridge, uh, Bandolero, obviously lit it up one at every Bandolero track he was at last year. Uh, I don't think we've seen a bandolero driver hop from bandolero. Now I given there was an Eastern super mini cup series starter four or five in there, but from bandolero to pro stock, maybe except Ashton Tucker. I don't know if there's been any in between Ryan Messer had a couple of steps in between there. Uh, I think that was the last one that went up and it, he, he seemed to turn out to be a pretty good driver.
1: Yeah. He sure seemed to turn out all right, but yeah, you're right. Really. big thing tim is you look at the difference between new brunswick and nova scotia and the way the ranks work we don't really have a true legends class here in new brunswick um petty and wayne and them are trying down there to grow something but it's not there yet so in new brunswick you're kind of left with the choice of do you if you're in a bandolier do you move up to a street stock like riley goodwin do you go up to a sportsman which we've seen drew greenlaw do uh do you take the the modified route which uh, ryan messer originally did won the championship or do you go straight to pro stock or do you get a legend and haul down to uh, Scotia for most of the races? So, uh, you really see the differences there. Um, Tanton Woolwich which I think is going to be a start in this sport. Absolutely. Before long. And you see, you know, Jonathan Hicken, uh, not really retiring per se, but, uh, step taking a step back, I suppose. Um, you know, Jonathan's probably been the top driver from the Island in the last decade. Um, and, you know, who's going to step in and fill that void? Obviously, Robbie McEwen comes to mind, but you look at young talent and uh, Tanton Woolbridge, I would say before long, will be there. And uh, Speaking of New Brunswick, there's at least two more guys that I haven't heard mentioned yet on that list, Tim. But, uh, you know, Michael Cormier and Logan Power. Michael won everything there is to win in street stock in New Brunswick now. Um, he's run well in sportsmen. He's run well in legends. And Logan, you know, talked with someone that can wheel hopped in a modified his very first race and parked it in victory lane on top of everything else he's done. So there's a lot of names that, uh, you know, it, to put them in a pro stock, you are making a safe bet, you know, regardless.
0: Yeah. His name's come up a couple of times. Garth Bazanson kind of went off the board a little bit and went with a couple of drivers that were, uh, or haven't been active in the last couple of years and Cole Tanner and Kyle Butler. And uh, Kyle was a hell of a wheelman in a sportsman car. Uh, Cole Tanner was working his way up as well and uh, his brother Austin ran some bandolero races two years ago in, in 19 prior to the pandemic hitting in 20 uh, obviously anything that comes out of Shubenacatee is uh, got some talent in behind them uh, so you look at those guys uh, Riley Goodwin we mentioned him earlier his name's come up a couple of times Brady Kramer's name has come up a couple of times pro stock experience uh, look at the comments and there's two four-cylinder guys that are in there as well Uh, I want to first talk about Kyle Gammon because he's done everything but a pro stock he's run late model sportsman he ran the trucks he's obviously a heck of a a wheel man in a four cylinder car. Uh, He's run some legend car stuff he's done everything but a pro stock, Uh, and I think if there's a guy that's paid his dues to work his way up at at Scotia speed world through the ranks and has done some traveling it's Kyle Gammon Cody Quinn's name uh, has come up as well uh brent patterson mentions jacob logan uh there there's another name that has been part time would love to see him more on a regular basis uh has run the atlantic championships and has done well at that event a couple of years former king's county performance rookie of the year award uh on our side so uh great to see those names if you have any more matt watson's name came up a couple of times too uh there's some really big names todd tufts mentioned himself uh todd former sportsman champion in the in the maritime sportsman series uh, there's, there's some older guys, I'm sure, that would love to have a, a crack at the pro stock, but I kind of thought back to Kenny Wallace when he was here a couple of years ago, and he, he says all the time that, that Dale Earnhardt had told him there's thousands of drivers, but not all of them can be NASCAR. There's, there's hundreds of drivers in Atlanta, Canada, not all of them can be a pro stock driver, so uh, it's a great conversation to have, and I, I think it, it's, it spurred some great conversation uh so if you have any any more names that you think would would deserve to be up there in that role drop us a drop us a comment but we're going to get ready to hopefully bring on our next guest here on Tim's Corner Live and uh this guy has done it all when it comes to to working his way up the ranks as well his name would be on this list as well uh he is a uh driver when it comes to the Napa Sportsman Series he is a driver in the uh Scotia Speed World Weekly Racing Series and he's He's sideways right now in our shot, so we might have to get him to turn his camera around the other way. Uh, It's Jeffrey Brain Driver, the number 66 car. There we go. That looks better. Uh, Big winner at Riverside International Speedway as well. Uh, Welcome to the show, first of all. This is our first guest, or first time doing this, so uh, you're a part of the trial run. Welcome into the show.
3: Thank you for having me, Tim.
0: Uh, we just saw the highlights from the, from the, uh, win at the Napa sports and series at Riverside. It, it's been a few months since it sank in yet. Yeah, it's sunk in by now. It
3: was kind of surreal. Um, it was very exciting to have all my family and friends there and we didn't really even think we were going to get a race in, um, in 2020. So hats off to Donald and George and everybody in the staff for getting the race in, but yeah, I was, I was excited. Um, we run Halifax Friday night, I wasn't even registered for the race that week until like the day before I wasn't even going to run. And then we threw the car together. We worked all night and we arrived and it worked
0: out. And you come away with that win. And for those that don't know that that might be watching from the province of New Brunswick and might not know the name Jeffrey Breen, uh, you drive on that number 66 car. That's not your race car. You drive for Chris and Bethany McCormick. Uh, let's go back a couple of years. How did that whole deal come to be? Cause you were driving your own sportsman car, racing at Riverside International Speedway. And then all of a sudden, Chris gets a race car and fill in the story.
3: So Chris, bought, uh, Chris was touring with Dave Timmons. And Dave wanted to be out of the seat. He was done, at least with sportsman racing. And Chris bought the car. So one day, Chris kind of come into where I work. And we start chatting. And he said, would you like to drive the car? So at this point, I still had my own car. And I was had sponsors and I was getting, gearing up for the 2018 uh, or 2019 season, sorry. And I said, well, how about we go run for a championship in Halifax? That's been my dream for years. And he was on board. So I run Riverside full-time in 2019 with my care. And then I was jumping into his care uh, in Halifax. And, uh, yeah, it's been a blast ever since. Uh, yeah, so Chris and Bethany are great. I can't thank them enough.
0: And we talk about your start in this, and we have a, up top that, that you drove the number 22 sportsman in the Napa Sports and Series that, You mentioned you had your own car, and, and keyword word in past tense, that car is gone, right?
3: I sold that car. So, yeah, I sold the car in July. Um, at that point, there was no racing in Nova Scotia. Um, Haas bought the car here. I swiped. We kind of talked off and on for a couple months. And I said, you know what? It was a very hard decision, but I said, let's sell it. And we did, and it was a tough decision. First time I haven't owned my own car in ten years, so it was uh, it was tough. But you know what? It worked out. Uh, my brother Corey let me race his car for three uh, races last year, and uh, Chris let me race uh, his for three races. So yeah, I I I was tough at the moment when I sold it, but I have no regrets anymore.
0: Now we don't have Paul prepped with the clip, but there's a famous clip from Petty Raceway this year. You're driving your brother's car. If something comes flying at you let let's what was it like up there going past turn two and you had foreign objects coming at you all
3: right so there's a big wreck it's like lap four or something and uh, I missed the wreck but I sheared the left front tire off hitting the curb so I kind of put around and I get into the corner and I see Brady getting out of the car and I see this object in his hand I'm like what's he doing what's he doing and I see this thing flying in the air and it just smokes the window. And I'm like, what in the heck was that? End up being a fire extinguisher, shattered the windshield. I sent you the picture. It shattered the windshield. And I'm like, what the heck? Like Brady's a really good race car driver, but he's a horrible baseball player. But uh, yeah, and I had nothing to do with the wreck. And I hear Wayne Smith on the radio saying, Brady, you threw that fire extinguisher at the wrong pair. And I'm like, yes, he did. So I come into the pits and we're, you know, you know, looking at the damage and making a list of what we need to replace moving on to the next race. And Corey walks around the car. He's like, what the hell happened to my windshield? I'm like, fire extinguisher just smoked it. And I had nothing to do with it. So I'm innocent on that. So it was pretty funny.
0: But the second half of that story, because your brother was getting married like the next month, wasn't he? Or this was before the wedding, right?
3: It was about two weeks before the wedding-ish. Yeah, so uh, there was... Yeah, there was a lot of work to get the car ready for the wedding. I spent a lot of late nights in the shop painting the fender and the quarter panel, making it look pretty because I, I didn't want to be responsible for any bad wedding pictures. Let's put it in like the uh,
0: If you have any questions for Jeffrey Breen, drop it in the comments. Uh, Marco Tro, uh, Jeffrey's a great guy. You race with him at Riverside a couple of times. That, that was a couple of moons ago. Uh, Alex Landry's tuned in. Uh, I saw him wreck pretty hard. On the T-bar at Murtoch last weekend, care to, care to throw <laughs> anything up there on that?
3: Uh, so for some really crazy reason, I decided to learn how to ski this year. I have no idea why. Um, but anyways, we went to Maritalk and we got on the T-bar and Alex assured me it's way easier than the ski lift. So we get on the T-bar and man, I, I fell. I must have made it five feet and I fell right on my, you know what. Yeah. And it was very embarrassing. You have these five year old kids just, you know, rocking the slopes and I'm just there falling everywhere, but we're getting better though. So it's pretty
0: fun. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to
3: touch base back to Brady Creamer and the fire extinguisher story. He was so nice to gift me his fire extinguisher. I just wanted to say Brady, next time I see you, (laughs) you're more than
0: welcome to have this one. I'm going to autograph it
3: uh, for you as well.
0: That's great. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be back at Petty Raceway though at some point this season, right? So you can kind of deliver that to, to Brady, right?
3: Oh yeah, it'll be a friendly gesture. It's all in good fun. Brady's car was uh, he had a rough night and he had a car that was capable of winning. So I don't blame him to be to be upset. But yeah, I'm I hope to get the back to Petty for at least the Mike Stevens. Um, yeah, that's my goal.
0: Brett Patterson wants to know what's your favorite part of racing.
3: Ooh, that's a good question. There's so much that I love about it. Um, I mean, I, it's just too hard to pinpoint one thing. Obviously, yes, driving the car and preparing the car and trying to figure out how to set it up is, is one part of it. And just, you know, you're always in the shop trying to put the car on the scales, get the bump better. But then there's a whole other side of it. The, the family involved, the friends you meet along the way. I've made so many great friends and met so many smart and, and really great people. Um, I love that part of it um, obviously I love racing I, I love driving I love working on them um, if I didn't like working on them I wouldn't race I have to work on them um, but yeah I, I love it all I can't pinpoint one thing that's a really good question but uh, I don't really know if it answered your question
0: but I love everything about
3: racing it's a, it's an addiction
0: we touched on Petty we touched on Riverside uh, Scotia Speed World I, I know getting that ride with the 66 car brought you back to your roots because you started racing four-cylinder cars there in Halifax and uh, came close to a couple of wins. You come close to a couple of wins in that sportsman car in the 66. What do you got to do to bust into victory lane in Halifax?
3: That's a good question. I wish I knew. Um, but we're really, really close. Um, yeah, we've we've had some, you know, last, I think it was the 100 lap where we were running third in 2019. And uh, we cut a tire down with like 10 to go. Like some simple stuff like that that has happened. But I don't make excuses. Um, at the end of the day, you either get it done or you don't but we're really, really close last year. Uh, we got third in my brother's car and I kind of just jumped in and didn't know what to expect. Um, and then we got fourth at the 66. We're, we're, getting close. Um, maybe a little bit of luck. Um, maybe I need to be better. I always think I can improve every year. I feel like I'm getting better. Um, I don't know. We'll find out in 2021, if I figure it out. <laughs> uh,
0: we just had Brent Roy on here. We talked about the Speedway 660 schedule. It is out. We're still streaming on the Speedway 660 Facebook page. Uh, You've been involved in some of the 150s that have happened in sportsman competition. When you see a 200 lapper on the board, which is coming up at Speedway 660, what are your first thoughts as a sportsman driver when you see that number 200?
3: Excitement. I think that's awesome. Uh, My goal has been to always get to that Labor Day weekend, 100 lapper or 150 in Fredericton. Um, And I really hope I get there in 2021. But when I see 200, I think of, you, excitement, I think you have to be smart. You know, I know that extra 50 laps doesn't sound like a lot, but essentially it's an extra 100 laps compared to what they've run the last couple of years. Um, I think you have to save your, your gear uh, to a certain extent and you have to be, you know, your brakes and whatnot. But I, I think that's just great. I, I applaud them guys. I think 200 laps would be, would be a thrill.
0: Uh, Rational Richard wants to know when you're joining us on iRacing.
3: <laughs> when he comes to CarPon with me.
0: Well, we I, with, with the restrictions lifting in Nova Scotia, I haven't talked to John yet at, at Cartbon, but I, I think another Carbondale race is, is due uh, up up here very shortly. So uh, we might have to get if he come, if you come down and and he comes in and races, does that mean you're getting eye racing?
3: Deal. Okay.
0: That, yes yeah.
3: And I I know we we had that question about the uh, the pro stock and and who would you put in your car, but I mentioned this to Richard a lot. If I needed somebody. If I had an extra sportsman car, I will say, I've always wanted to see Richard jump in sportsman car, at least for a race. I, I think he's a really good driver.
0: Uh, Taylor Albert is watching. Uh, he says, sorry to hear about your father. Uh, how was it to get your first win at Riverside with your father in attendance?
3: Uh, that was, uh, that would have bothered me for probably the rest of my life. If Dad never seen me win at least once. And to get that done at Riverside was very special. You know, my whole family, not just my father was there. Um, like I said, we were working on the car all night. We ran Halifax the night before. We come home. We worked. I got no sleep. I think I got an hour. I was about it. The race started at two thirty. We got there at two o'clock. We jumped in and we ended up winning it. And uh, to have Dad there was very special, and I'll never forget it. And uh, that it, yeah, that's a good question. It means a lot that he asked that. But yeah, it uh, it'll stick with me forever.
0: If you have any more questions, comments for Jeffrey Breen, be sure to to drop them down below and. Uh, That was the first race with fans at Riverside this season. I know Riverside is gearing up for a a busy 2021. Uh, Obviously, Scotia Speed World hasn't released their schedule yet, but they've already said that they plan on going back to a regular basis, pending COVID and everything else. Uh, What are you most excited for in this 2021 season upcoming, besides getting the car on the racetrack?
3: Going back full time. I think that's – I want to get back to Halifax, sort of running that 15-show season or that 14-race season and competing for a championship. Um but just to be back if you know the race season's normal again, as far as you know, we don't start in August like last year. Um just to start in May and run every week, I think that'll be great. Um to have fans back every week. I know Halifax half their season they had no fans and the last half they had fans, I think that'll be great. I just I missed it so much last year. And it was you don't realize how bad you love it until you don't get to race until August. And I really really missed it and i hope we i hope we start in may i hope we run until october and i'm going to run as much as i can you
0: you mentioned the fans and new brunswick was a little more wide open than nova scotia was at least when it came to some of those restrictions you raced the riverglade international weekend we talked about that extinguisher that's sitting right beside you but how cool was it to see those stands covetly packed we'll use we we'll use those words uh in one of the biggest crowds at Petty said, they've had to add bleachers since that international weekend. How cool was it to see all those fans there?
3: Oh, it was amazing. Um, I didn't think we were going to get a race like that in at all in
0: 2020.
3: Um, but, yeah, just to roll into the pits, and then you're looking at the grandstands and they're packed, and the fans are excited. It's a huge weekend with, I don't know how many divisions are racing, but there was a fair amount over that weekend. And it was, it was great, full field of pro stocks, full field of sportsmen's, it was, I loved every minute of it. The fans is what make the sport. Without the fans, there's no sport.
0: Now, I, I'm going to ask the question, and I'm sure Bill Basil and Tony Leonard and Lawrence Hopper are going to cringe when I ask you this, but it was the big news last week about rules. The amalgamation between Scotia Speed, Ruled Riverside, International Speedway, Napa Sports and Series. Uh, what is your take on that? Have you took a look at the rule packages yet? What, what are your initial thoughts going forward as a sportsman driver who... And there's not many yourself, Pete Miller. There's a few others that do both. Uh, What are your thoughts on this deal, trying to bring everything together in 2021? I don't
3: think people realized how much work was put into bringing those rule packages together between both tracks. I I heard some talk from different, you know, parties between the fall up until the announcement a little bit here and there. Um, I'm excited. I think the big one was the spring rule. Um, the spring rule it never really bothered me um, just with what we run at Riverside, but um, I was excited. I think the spring rule was something everybody wanted to see changed. Um, there was issues with the body as well. One track allowing it, one track not. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. You, I talked to a lot of guys in Halifax that want to run Riverside, but they don't want to change a bunch of stuff over and then run back at Riverside and Halifax the next week. Um, I think it's going to strengthen car counts. I think you're going to see more full-time guys and uh, at Riverside. Um, You know, I'm excited. I think I applaud Bill, George, Donald, Cecil, Ken, everybody involved. I think it's great.
0: Denver, you've been kind of quiet over there. Any, any questions, any any thoughts for uh, Mr. Breen over here?
1: Oh no, not too much. Uh, I think Jeffrey kind of touched on everything so far, you know, he, but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I've been following, you know, watched Jeffrey race before. Got been to Riverside and whatnot, and you know that was definitely a big story that first uh, first win at Riverside. So uh, you know, definitely congrats on that, and you know, you definitely want to try to get more this year.
3: I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. One when you get when you get a little bit of taste of winning, it's contagious. You, you just don't want to stop. So I when I got that win, I went and ran another twenty races right after that. I, I didn't want to stop racing. So yeah, it was. Um, it was so hard to get that first win. I've been so close for so many years and to finally break through. And a lot of people don't even know In that second half of that race, I lost my brakes and uh, yeah, I had a brake line bust. So I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to hang on or not. So I think if there was another, and I don't know how Ronnie feels about this. Cause he was catching me, but probably another 10 laps, for Ronnie, you probably would have got me cause I had no brakes the last 20, 20, laps. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to get that one first win. Um, uh, we
1: got a uh, question tim Let, let's go there right eh? do you do you, you want to ask that or, or or should i i can ask this one okay uh, well you know we, we've seen it before you know in the cup series you have kurt and kyle terry and bobby um you have a question from Corey. um he wants to know if youtube were racing for a feature win would you lay the bumper to him <laughs>
3: I try to race everybody as clean as possible. I take pride in racing everybody clean, and I race everybody equally as hard. But I race my brother harder than anybody else. Um, I think we would end up taking each other out. Let's put it that way, going for a win. And if it was a hundred lapper, let's put it this way: if it was the Napa one hundred, yeah, I'd leave the bumper him. I wouldn't think twice. That's one. You might get one shot at winning that race. So there. There's your answer, Corey.
0: I'd lay the bumper to, you to win the Nap 100s in July. Yep. So, if you lay the bumper to him and there's damage to your to his race car, do you have to fix it? Did you have to fix the windshield in the car when uh, when that happened to Petty?
3: So, I fixed everything else in the car, but I looked at the windshield and I said that's just below my vision. So, we're going to ride this out for the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> Bob Landry wants to know if
3: you're planning on Sydney this summer. I planned on Sydney last year. I I talked to you we were going to go in October and then the day got pushed back um, the next day and I I couldn't make it make it work but I like to get down to Sydney at least once a year um so yeah as of right now I'd like to say yes I'd like to get to Sydney for at least one of them I don't know what how many races they're going to have Tim you can fill me in on that if you know but I'd like to at least get down for one big one if they're having a hundred lap
0: yeah I like Sydney I really do yeah, their schedule's not out as of yet. And I, I know Cody and, and Greg are still trying to dot the uh the I's and cross the T's. Haven't heard anything on this weekend's winter blast race yet. Uh they postponed it last week because of four feet of snow, I think, on the racetrack. The the snow drifts were as high as the wall was. And you know, you know how that Sydney Steel can reach out and bite you um going around that racetrack. So uh, not sure what the ice and everything is going to do tomorrow, but I'm sure we'll have an update from Greg and, and the boys there as well. So um, we're, we're getting close to wrapping it up. I, I know Paul Strickland Jr. has got a uh, SIM 500 Transservice Cup Series race coming up. So any final thoughts, Jeff? Uh, I, I know the 66 cars had a couple of blank panels the last couple of years. Give us a sales pitch. Let's sell some panels here. Is there any sponsors <laughs> that have come on board? What's uh, final thoughts here before we uh, we close this all out?
3: Uh, we still got a blank pair. And to be honest with you, it's, I like passing cars that are fully sponsored. Um, we have a we're kind of a smaller team, but if anybody wants to sponsor me. Hey, I'll take you to the front <laughs> and if I'm not at the back. I'm going to look good doing it anyway.
0: <laughs> well, at, at least you got to show up some of those guys that are on the racetrack too. And we had the question earlier about the pro stock deal. If a pro stock ended up in, in your lap, would you take it?
3: Oh my God. I, that's I, I'm working towards pro stock. Yeah. My goal is in the next year or two, I want to try to get a deal together. I want to be in a pro stock. I have a lot left to prove. I don't even, I'm not saying I deserve being a pro stock. I have a lot left. I need to prove in this in sportsman. There's some big races that I want to win. Um, there's probably guys above me that deserve getting in a pro stock, but uh, yeah, I, the goal is pro stock in another year or two.
0: Paul Strickland Jr. Put the question up on, on, on the screen. And I completely forgot about this. Uh, we had a question come in, uh, about what does it feel like to be, I, I think, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but the best looking man at the racetrack, I think that Paul can tell me in my ear who that was that said that, um, but, that
3: was, uh, uh, that was JD Mans. He, he jumped in he, and, and I'll read a fiber, uh, verbatim, <laughs> verbatim <laughs> <Okay. laughs> verbatim, sorry. First day. Uh, I have a question, Jeffrey Breen. What's it like being the best looking guy at the racetrack each and every week? And that's from JD Manns. <laughs> Uh, my motto is if I'm going to run
0: bad, I better look good doing it.
3: So how does it feel? It feels pretty damn good.
0: I, I think that's the, the best way to close this off. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. The, the, the first time we've done this, so this is our maiden voyage. So thank you for being a part of our pilot project. And, uh, I'm sure we'll connect before the uh, 2021 season begins and, uh, all the best. Good luck at skiing. Uh, good luck at that. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in May, if not before.
3: No, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was lots of fun.
0: So that is Jeffrey Breen, driver of the number 66 in the uh, Napa Sports and Series, Scotia Speed World, uh, all, all those great uh, divisions, Denver. And now we look forward uh, to, I guess, the next time we do this. Uh, we're seeing some of the highlights on our screen. That's Jeffrey at Scotia Speed World a couple of years ago. Um, but now we look forward to our next time we do this, because this is, this is the first time that we've done this TCM Live. Uh, at least in this format. We've done some sim racing stuff before. Uh, we've done some of the live stuff. We've done some of the at-track stuff, uh, but this is the first time we've done this on a virtual side. So if you liked what you saw tonight, put down in the comments, give it. Give us a share. Tell your friends you're watching some, uh, some you know, uh, bench racing, I guess we can call it, on a Monday night. And who knows, this might become a weekly or a bi-weekly thing. I uh, want to thank all of our marketing partners. You've seen them at the bottom of the screen when they've uh, gone gone down. So Uh, Guys like Kings County Performance, Larry Somerville, EIT Race Radios, uh, Auto World, uh, Dylan Blankhorn's new rebranded place in Truro, uh, St. Louis Bar and Grill, uh, Paul and and, and Vidane, uh, Speedway 660, Speedway Machine, Maritime Car Wash. Uh, All these guys have done so much for what we do, not only on the TV side, but also for the sport in general. Doug Jago's uh, Turkey Town Mud Bog, uh, St. Louis Bar and Grill has been huge Keith McIntosh and supporting us the last couple of years uh cb warren's auto care east coast card and we've got an announcement coming up uh potentially for the enduro as long as covid kind of allows us to do so uh we'll be having the enduro again this year um we got another uh announcement coming up on apparel uh hopefully next week as well uh so there there's some stuff coming up the pipe that i'm excited for uh Denver, what are you most excited for here in this off-season? Obviously, there's a race that's potentially going to happen in Miramichi if if COVID allows. What else are you looking forward to in this off-season before we get uh, everything going in May?
1: Oh, there is so much to to look forward to right across the board. Like, so far this off-season, you know, we're about halfway through. We are three months to the day from the spring smash. But, uh, you know, I think we're seeing this year the biggest collaborative effort across all tracks in the Maritimes to make the 2021 season the best it can be. And we saw in 2020 just how much potential we have in uh stock car racing in Atlantic Canada, in New Brunswick, given the rules, for what we were able to do But uh, we're hoping that all three provinces and extend that into Newfoundland and Labrador are able to do that this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that continued effort, uh, if you saw today on Facebook, uh, the Center for Speed and Shediac and Speedway Mayor are, are going to team up with the bomber division, which has been a huge success. Uh, so, you know, grow that. You know, that's a huge class. Um, you see the street stock rules and everything that's starting to come together. Uh, again, that's not fully, fully pieced together yet, but uh, expected very shortly. And You see pro stock series between uh, Petty and 660. Uh, there's just so much going on. It's been a really exciting offseason. Um, I I don't know if I've seen an off season where there's been this much uh, energy between the tracks. Uh, So a lot to look forward to. I know we got a lot going on up to here in Miramichi. You got a lot going on. Um, I I, I will say, I'm hoping that enduro happens. Uh, Usually I am tied up with exams and can't make it to uh, East coast Karting in April, but uh, that's not the case this year. So COVID pending, I, I am looking forward to being a part of that one. Hopefully.
0: Barry says he can't wait for it either, but I think he was on the racetrack last year. The last time we did it at the 52nd minute when it started to pour down rain. So I don't know how excited he was at that point, but uh, great to hear that he's uh, excited for it to come back. And we're, we're doing some, some things on the TV side as well. And yeah, we we mentioned Ashton earlier tonight, but if you're, if you're looking to get involved in uh, Tim's corner TV uh, our crew last year, obviously Denver, I think there was six or seven core, core people that were a part of bringing this to what it is. Uh, But we had about 15 or 16 folks that really made sure that we delivered the coverage that we could. It started out 10 years ago. This is the 10th year anniversary. Uh, And it started out as a one man band. It's not a one man band anymore uh, as much as I hate to admit it. It, It's, it's grown. So uh, if you want to be a part of it and and go to the racetrack and be a part of something special, whether it's, it's camera production, you don't need any experience, uh, social media, whatever it is, contact us. Let us know that you're interested in it and we will uh, we'll, we'll get you hooked up for the summer. Uh, our first plan is tentatively April for the Enduro. We're still uh, working out the final couple of things. Obviously, COVID dependent as well, uh, so be sure there. Um, Want to say hello to Bob Hutchings. Bob is watching us. Uh, one of our, I, we, we did the sim racing deal this year and we're still doing it Wednesday night, cheap plug. We're going to be racing with the uh, weekly series and Bob is a part of that this, this time around and uh, great guy to, to really have a part of this and i'm glad bob is, is a part of our uh tim's corner family this year when it comes uh, to the i side and hopefully we get over to newfoundland this year with the COVID restrictions you know not being able for us to do that last year and, and help us out a little bit jack wilkins uh is watching us as well so he enjoys it if, if you if you have a guest idea if you want somebody on this show uh if we continue to do it drop us a name you know send us a, a message on facebook and uh, give us some ideas Denver, we're open to to anything and and anything pretty much, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, that's what, uh, you know, helps everything in the sport of racing, especially this, is all the ideas. And there's lots of great ones out there. And we want to keep growing everything from TCM to the sport of racing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential. And uh, we want to live up to that full potential across the board.
0: So we want to thank everybody for watching us here this evening. Uh, Thank you, Denver, for being a part of this. I I, I know there's uh, other things you could be doing with your Monday night. So uh, I want to thank you for being a part of this. This this has been fun.
1: Absolutely. This has been a blast. Uh, You know, we'll uh, hopefully look forward to the next one. Uh, You're the boss in this one. Let me know when, uh, what the schedule will be. And uh, we'll have to get some good guests lined up again. You know, uh, Brent and Jeffrey were phenomenal tonight. Uh, Thank them for coming on and, you no know, big news with the 660 schedule release, that's going to be an exciting summer there. I think we got all the schedules out in New Brunswick, and you said there's a couple more coming from some other provinces this week. So uh, potentially, so uh, lots of excitement.
0: Yeah, and those racetracks, I, I know there was a couple of conflicts, and I think that's what's holding up one of those those schedules, uh, racetracks working together. So obviously COVID tentative, but also racetracks trying to work together and trying to get all that uh, all that together as well. So uh big thank you to paul strickland jr uh when we came across this i kind of tire kicked the idea to paul and i said hey are you are you interested in uh, teaching me the ropes and doing this he said heck i'll i'll come in and, and join you and be a part of the family so a uh, big thank you to paul uh we have the trans service cup series for those that are uh sim racing and esports fans the sim 500 uh cup series is one of the biggest fixed setup cup leagues when it comes to iRacing racing and it's come to Van TV. Uh, so you want to head over to uh, the Van TV Facebook page and watch that tonight, because that is going to be something special. They're running a, a uh, 300 mile, 500 K race at Daytona to kick off their 2021 season. And it's uh, if you, if you didn't get enough of Daytona yesterday and Michael McDowell go to victory lane, you get some more uh, here. Our next TCM presentation is on Wednesday. It's the TCM weekly iRacing series. We have marketing opportunities available for that series. So if you want to hop on and support those drivers and out of the 50 drivers that we have in that series, I think 48 of them are from Atlantic Canada. Uh, there's one or two from Ontario. There's one or two from Illinois. Brett Suggs races with us from the Southeast Super Truck Series in North Carolina. So uh, there's four or five that, that are not uh, from here or come from away, as we'll put it that way. Uh, but it, all the, that money, a uh, portion of that goes back to the drivers and, and helps them uh, put a little bit of money in their pocket for entertaining us and, and helping us put on the show. So... Uh, That is Wednesday night. That is an 8.30 start. uh, Atlantic. Uh, Dylan Langell, Mike James will be on the call for that. So they'll be here. Um, And again, we'll first time uh, doing the Zoom thing for Paul in a little while. First time for me doing this Zoom thing uh, for more than two minutes on any NASCAR broadcast. So uh, I've got the office half tour part here anyway, getting ready for next Tuesday. So uh, it's been fun. I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, Be sure to share this if you haven't already and uh, tell your friends that you're watching some racing. You enjoy the program and and maybe we'll do this again next week, two weeks down the road, whatever the case may be. Uh, I want to send a big thank you out to our marketing partners who helped us out as well. Uh, If you want to hop on board with Tim's Corner Motorsports, this is a great opportunity to do so. And that's going to do it uh, for us. So until next time, on behalf of Paul Strickland Jr., Denver Matchett, uh, thank you, Brent Roy and Jeffrey Breen, for being a part of this. My name is Tim Terry. Until next time, keep the hammer down and we'll see you at the track.